0: My name's Terry. Welcome to the
1: Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast.
0: Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast.
2: <laughs> and welcome to this week's edition of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Doug alongside Joe D'Aleira, Terry Tate, Bruce Corey. As always, the gang's all here. We have a very special episode for you today. Gang week. We have talking a little bit, but little bit about the NBA, the Lakers victory lap that Joe Dallara is about to take. As uh, I guess I could take a victory lap, too, about that Lakers lightning parlay. Uh, NFL, I guess we could talk a little bit of MLB as Terry's Braves are down big tonight, but we'll be up to one in the NLCS. Score as many then, runs as
0: you want. Doesn't matter. Still down 2 one. <laughs>
2: And then we will go into our NFL odds versus SPY uh, segment where we try and beat the stock market. And we'll get into all that. But first, we'll start with the Lakers. We said last week that you know they were going to finish it up by the time this podcast aired today. Um, they didn't get it done on Friday. They got it done on Sunday. Joe, your thoughts condensed. How does it feel to be proven right? And what do you think this means for LeBron and the Lakers going forward?
3: Uh I think this is awesome. Uh it feels great to be right. It always feels great to be right, but it feels even better when the futures cash. And uh I know that Dom, you had that nice parlay. Uh I also had it. I had a lot of futures in the Lakers. Um, and it gives you a nice opportunity to uh withdraw some money, definitely do that, take some profits. Uh you don't, know,
2: we- don't tell the IRS. Don't
3: yeah. be a bitch. Take, take profits. Um, I
2: guess you can offset your losses. You guys remember so what the threshold right? is? I think it's $600. $600. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. But you can just, you just
2: off, offset, offset, you know, do a spreadsheet. You offset offset. offset yeah, your losses. Think count. Whatever.
0: Uh, Don't withdraw.
1: So.
2: <laughs> Never <laughs> withdraw.
0: <laughs> Never. Um,
3: but anyway, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's interesting for the Lakers, too. I think you're going to see um, a lot of guys probably trying to go there and ring chase a little bit. So uh I, I wouldn't I would not bet on them now to win the title again. I think that that's a ridiculous move at their odds. Um, but I did look at some of the odds for next season. and with some of the profits that I had from this year's futures, I bet on the Golden State Warriors at 14 to 1 to win next year's NBA title. Um, I think those odds are preposterous. They're already and- down to six and a half to one. Yeah, they're. I think they're at like 11 or 12 on FanDuel, unless that's moved since the time that I've looked at it now.
0: All moved, you oh, it moved all the market. Yeah, so, so well, I was I about, I was about
2: to. Twitter, I, I, was, a- <laughs> I was about to say that we are a forward looking podcast, uh, looking at the NBA futures. And I was going to ask you, but then you give me futures that aren't available or available a week
3: ago. So thanks yes, for living in the past. The importance of following on Twitter, you know,
2: true, true. <laughs> Pl- plug your Twitter at Jodalera.
3: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, NBA season was good. I think the bubble was really high quality basketball actually. And uh, I'm not sure when the draft is going to be, but I will be covering that for the action network. So uh, we'll have some picks about that as well.
2: Yeah, I think, I think they did a great job. I mean, they had no scheduling conflicts. You see the NFL and MLB have both dealt with COVID scheduling concerns that kind of, you know, had chances to derail the season, but it's just a little annoying as far as betting is concerned. So they put on a good product. I mean, I think that by the end of it, um, you know, each round had their own storylines and was exciting. So props to the NBA and Adam Silver for really taking it seriously. And I think them and the NHL did, did the best job. Absolutely.
0: They, I mean, so I think comparing uh, it to the MLB and, it, and NFL is stupid, but there's just so many more players.
3: Player, in all yeah, because the player, yeah. I think they already said that next year – they're. I think they're going to wait until March or so because they don't envision doing. They can't. They. They basically said they don't think they can do a bubble for the whole season.
2: Well, it's the NHL. The NHL had yeah. a similar players to the MLB. Get, granted, they took. You know, they they cut the teams down. I think from 20, 30, 32 to twenty two, or thirty one in the NHL. Um, yeah. MLB has thirty, so I guess you have you know eight times. 25 or 28 however many they're allowed to, to keep but you know nhl and mlb is i don't think that's an unfair comparison
0: i i mean yeah. they just had to play uh, post like M- mlb had to play a full the only,
2: season yeah. they had to play two months yeah,
0: I, still but it was like so they what, what? like the players didn't start playing yet they had to get everything they had to basically condense an entire season in two months yeah We'll, we'll agree. So um, so rate My rate real rate. question to Joe is, are the Warriors going to
3: trade their second pick and for who? Um, so the Warri- I also, I think you can still take the Warriors at plus 1,000, which is what they are right now in FanDuel. Um, and there's still some value in that line. I do think that they, I think that it's likely that they trade their second pick and Andrew Wiggins. Um, I'm not sure necessarily what, but I do know that they are going to be, uh, I, I, I'm sure that they are going to be involved in this Giannis sweepstakes. So, uh, if they get Giannis, those odds are going to plummet. Um, and I think they're already too high, even at 10 to one, considering where the market has them pretty much everywhere else.
2: Do you think that the Timberwolves will trade their first ball roll pick? I've seen some rumblings on Twitter about that as well. I
3: have seen, I have seen that. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't think that I don't know how smart it would be to like trade it for Giannis because I don't know if he's going to want to stay there. Well, what That's about like uh, Ooh, wait, sorry. what sorry. about like
2: what about like Devin Booker?
3: That would be that would be wet, and they really would play absolutely no defense. But like <laughs> <wet> every over, <laughs> I could see. I've also heard some like rumblings in terms of what I'm reading uh, that Paul George might wind up being on the market, uh, which is going to be interesting. Yeah if the Clippers yes, try man. to break it down again and say, you know, this didn't really work. We need to build up some more of our assets again because we traded all of them. <laughs> so uh I do think that Chris Paul will wind up being on the move. Uh And I think the Blazers are going to be good again next year. I think you should see them around the five seed, not at the eight.
2: Um What about, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Cause we'll obviously no, we, we once, this, later, once but, the season, but, once the season gets to it, give me uh two teams other than the warriors that you would eye um maybe a middle shot and a uh, a long shot that you could see happening pre-trade uh
3: the i like the the jazz are 42 to 1 um i think they're interesting i mean considering the run that they kind of made uh and they are defensively sound they were missing some guys in the postseason, so i think they're interesting at 42 to 1 and um Aren't you big Maybe, on the Nets? I don't like the Nets. Uh I think that they are going to be like a fucking mental case. Uh like I like, I don't know how that team is going to function between Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They're going to be like tweeting at each other's burner accounts and yeah. uh and then going to their not coach uh and saying, "Hey, uh I know that you're not Steve Nash, but I think that we're all coaches. So, can you please resolve this issue?" Who is I think they're going to be terrible. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Oh, okay. So, and then apparently, I, I saw a report today that they, I think they're hiring Mike D'Antoni. going to come onto the staff. I just think there's going to be too many, you know, cooks in the kitchen there. So, um, I, I don't like the Nets, and I definitely don't like them at ten to one.
0: Nine seconds or less, Nets. Let's go. Run it back.
3: <laughs> so, but yeah, I would eye the, uh, I would eye the, I would eye the Jazz and uh, maybe the Mavericks at twenty-seven to one.
2: Interesting. So put a cap on that NBA season. It was great. Bubble yeah. bubble era. Um, we'll see what happens with the country going forward and we'll see what happens with the NBA season, but be calm and confident that Joe Dalera will walk you through it with his NBA expertise as he did last year. Uh, let's talk quickly MLB before we move into the NFL segments. Um, the Braves are going to be two to one, unless there is some sort of miraculous comeback here. Uh, Terry, you're a Braves fan. Give me your thought process. I actually did bet the Braves at the beginning of the playoffs at 12 to one. You were mad at me for jinxing it. I apologize to Mets Twitter on Twitter, but I just thought that this team was not getting enough love at, at you know, a number one seed, basically her division winner at 12 to one odds. I thought it was too good to, uh, Pass up, and you know, they're, they're leading the Dodgers right now, and then they're raising the Astros on the other side. Terry, what's your thought process on the MLB or this far, and are you betting it?
0: Uh, I bet the Braves to win the series against the Dodgers. Um, I guess after this game, they're probably, I mean, the Dodgers were minus 200 before the game, so they'll likely be closer to even money after this game where they absolutely dominated the Braves. So, if anything, I would look to bet the Braves again. You mean, plus
2: you they were plus 200 yeah. yeah sorry okay
0: um so i i would look to probably add the braves again after this they're still up two one clinton kershaw is supposed to pitch uh today um assuming he doesn't get back spasms again I I, I I still i still am cautiously optimistic that that the braves can can figure it out um so yeah
2: and then on the other side, I guess we don't really have to go into it too much because by the time this podcast airs, uh, the Rays might already be in the World Series. So
3: yeah, I hope the Rays sweep um, tonight. That would be great. Um, fuck the Astros. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Also, in memoriam to Joe and Corey's Yankees, quick moment of silence.
3: It's all right. It happens. All right. Now
2: that that moment's over, we. Uh, <laughs>
4: We were World Series didn't count this year anyway. I've been what saying this before. Let, let, let Carly speak. Let Carly speak. Dust
0: in the wind. Before you
4: hopped on, I asked Terry if he's ever done an Atlanta Braves chop fin dance mix because I feel like this is maybe the only time in history he'll ever have the opportunity. If there's a game seven, there's a potential. Terry, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. No, it was good background. To dance his ass off like he's never danced and celebrated before. We're all looking I mean, forward
2: to it. If the Braves win, we'll get it.
4: On a game seven.
0: I got all the right. potential for double heartbreak on Sunday of a Braves game seven and the Dolphins losing as a double-digit favorite against the – Are they double-digit now? Football. No, they're nine and a half, but I can only assume – We'll get
3: there. We'll get there. We'll get there.
2: Um, with that, we'll move to the NFL. Good segue. Uh, week five is in the books. The we're gonna do a quick DVOA game. Um, Hold on, do you ever
0: ride a Segway?
2: Uh, no, my I, my brothers actually had. Uh, they went to San Francisco without me one year, and uh, they got Segway certified. I think it was just like as they Are you were mad about up, it. You're just. Gray- I just. Gray. I just. <laughs> Yeah. I just something I remembered. It triggered. It triggered a memory for me. So there you go. But you're not big matter, um, right? Just, just like a little, just a little mad okay. Just, just irked. Is that just on their resumes? Mildly irked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Profic- proficient in Excel and Segway certified.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they still have the certification, but it was hanging up in their rooms. So they <laughs> got to renew it. it. mad. like you, you, it runs out. Like. <laughs> Yeah, they got to do their continuing ed for Sequis.
0: (laughs) No, it's like a driver's license. Once you get it, you get it. That's it. Yeah. Don't care if you're 95 and can't see.
2: So, no, I have not. Um, Moving on to DVOA, Dave is currently (laughs) at 65% preseason forecast for teams with five games played, 70% preseason forecast for teams with four games played. Can you guess the number one team in DVOA and the number one team in Dave? They are two different the, teams.
3: The Packers and the Seahawks. It's never I'll, the Seahawks.
0: <laughs> I'll pick the uh, Bucks and the Bucks. I don't know.
2: Bucks are second, <laughs> second in DVOA. Joe's off. Uh, Seahawks are three. Green Bay six, and Dave they're five and nine respectively. Bucks are one or two in DVOA. Four in Dave. Number one team in DVOA is Baltimore, thirty three point mm-hmm. nine percent. Tampa Bay twenty six point four percent, and then the leader in total Dave, which takes more to count preseason projections, is the Kansas City Chiefs. So the. Got it. Wait. Um, so what's the difference again? Dave counts more of the preseason forecast. So a team like the Eagles who are 30th in DBOA are 24th in projected Dave because they were projected to be halfway decent in the preseason projections. So they are getting a little more love, but I actually think this is a good time to talk about this particular, like starting last week into these, these weeks, I think this is like the bread and butter of the NFL in terms of betting. Um, I think that, you have a good enough sample size of teams that have played. You know more so, and you have more analytics to rely on in projecting these games, especially this year with COVID. You didn't really know how the home away advantages were going to work. But this is around where we get, you know, at least I do uh, personally get a good feel for the season, and I think it reflected as a podcast last week when we went 7-2 and two in our picks. Um, Terry and I went 4-1 and one in our Super Contest And I think it's this is really where you got to start enlarging the amount of games that you bet on, Um, enlarging your your tickets on Sundays and Mondays. So,
0: extends.
2: (laughs) Um, So, real quick before we go into the odds versus SPY, can you guess the last place team in DVOA?
3: Got to be the Jets or the Giants. Uh, The Giants. I'm gonna say the Jets.
2: It is the Jets. The Giants are 29th.
3: Damn it! Wow, we Um, moved up. Some interesting teams.
2: The Minnesota Vikings at one and four are 11th in DVOA. They are ahead of four-win teams like the Browns and three-win teams like the Carolina Panthers, who have been a surprise. The Houston, uh, the Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans, and the Arizona Cardinals and the Las Vegas Raiders. The worst four and one team um, in DVOA still the Chicago Bears. At four and one. Uh, I think it's an interesting game this week with the Bears and the Panthers. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily have a good feel on it, but DVOA kind of says that Carolina will win that game. Um, but let's move into our odds versus SPY segment. Again, this was birthed last podcast where we, the odds cast, each of us picks three games a week. And then those nine games um, are graded as one unit bets. And then over the course of the season um, until the end of the year, we will see who wins the S&P 500 um, traded as an index fund as the SPY ticker or our weekly NFL picks. So we started off hot, guys. We really did. We went seven and two. Thanks to uh, Terry's three and oh. So congrats to Terry for being a the genius. lead dog. Terry is now five and three on the season. Joe is eight and four and I am six and six. The SPY ended on October 7th. This is where I'm going to need some help with math here. Um, we can make, so, yeah, so get the, 15, so, get the 18, so get the, so get the, so get the calculators ready.
0: 27.
2: So the SPY ended on Wednesday night. So we released the last episodes podcast on Thursday morning. So our starting our starting point on the SPY is $340 and 76 cents. It ended today or today at three forty seven point ninety three. So it is up $7 and
3: 17 cents,
2: 17 cents. If someone could figure out the percentage, that would be great. While I talk about the, um, our, our uh, returns, we are seven and two. Three, three percent. So the SPY is up three percent.
3: No, I don't know. I made that. What way. was the What was the number? Of the <laughs> Come <after> on, dude. <laughs> what was it? No. So it started at 340, 76. So we went 7-2. And assuming one
2: unit best was what we said, that is
5: 0.91 units per win. So we are up 7 wins. And 9.91 units is 6.37 units minus the 2 units we lost for the 1 unit best. We are up 4.37 units. And the FDI is up 2.1%. And what are we up with 4.37 units? I guess we'll start at 1 unit. So we, won, we risked 9 units, and we won back, oh f**k, this it's it's <laughs> <laughs> so each, each bet we win is plus 9-1 units, why don't we just why don't, for the sake of our sanity, assume that we could spare that extra 1% in our that, and we risk 1.1 units to win 1 unit, no big music, that would be a that would be a alright, so we're uh, 7 wins was uh, 6.37, yeah minus the 2, so okay, we're not, not, enough. Enough. We're not
1: One eternity later.
4: We need to have a contest in the comment section on our uh, Apple podcast page. Roast the shit out of us for not being able to figure this out because I'm sure as shit uh, like a tenth grader could do this in about ten minutes, and we're approaching minute eighteen.
0: I got, got 48.5. Yes, forty
2: eight point
0: five. I got it right there. Yeah, you see that? <laughs> I got. Why it. do you have
3: a one? Good
0: job, good job. <laughs> I got it. It's right there. Did would
4: beat the S and P
0: because it's a one. Because you div- because I divided whatever 1337 divided by nine. So suck on that. I gotta go get a beer now. Okay.
3: And it took. Wh- <laughs> that was fucking insane. That was funny as shit, though.
2: And it took way too fucking long for us to come oh, up with God. the percentage we're up. <laughs> um, we are we are attorneys, we are good at gambling, um but took accounting not, for lawyers. We're not, that was actually my worst grade ever in law
1: school.
2: <laughs> 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 Which was accounting for lawyers. Yeah, Dom showed up without that. a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> true, story, true story, true story. The Choose directions were bring two number two pencils and a calculator. <laughs> I got a C plus. True story. My, <laughs> work, my worst grade in law school. Um, 40, so we are up. Hold on to your, your pants for this one. We are up 48.55%. This has been verified by everybody. It's been verified by percentagecalculator.net. Uh, <laughs> so we are up 48.55% against the SPYs. 2.1%. <laughs> catch up get your money printers ready because we are taking the stock world and the equity world by storm um so we are up big so we just got to continue that momentum the way we figured it out you know if you put a hundred dollars on each game we won back 1337 percentage increase from 900 which is what we wagered to 1337 which is what we return is 48.55 percent.
0: oh wow did you do that off the top of your head
2: No, I used uh, I used a calculator on the computer and you did a roundabout way and it took probably close to 15 minutes to do. But we're here now. So with that being said, we have a good lead. Uh, We are now going to pick our nine games. Terry, you have the crown since you were three and oh last week. You can start it off with your first pick this week. Who do you got?
3: Oh, wow i thought last last time i was the best and then i had to go last yeah i thought i was okay all right you go you go last you go last
1: yeah
2: so what how so i'll go first since i'm in last yeah you you
3: go first did you yeah
2: okay so last week uh we did good as uh we were saying before this week uh there's a lot of interesting things this week to look at. There's a lot of home dogs that I think should be favored, and lines are creeping towards home favorites. Like the Bucks were plus two and a half earlier this week. They're now plus one. The Chargers at home against the Cardinals plus one and a half. Um, they are now uh they, they were the Cowboys were plus two and a half, now they're plus one and a half. The Bears were plus two and a half. Um, they're not a home favorite, but they're plus two and a half, now they're plus one and a half, and the Washington football team plus two and a half. I like all of these underdogs. I would not bet every single one of them, but I think two, if not three, are going to win those games straight up. And I will pick my first game out of those. The game that I like the most, I will pick the Buccaneers plus one. Probably going to get to a pick them by the time this airs um, or by the time Sunday comes around. But I am going to take the Tampa Bay Bucks plus one against the green bay packers the buccaneers are second in dboa the packers are sixth but what's most important i think a lot of people are going to be off the bucks this week just because of how they looked against the bears on thursday night last week but chris godwin has practiced uh had limited practice on tuesday and today wednesday um so i think that godwin is the most important piece of this offense you saw Tom Brady last year's New England really couldn't get anything going offensively. If Julian Edelman was involved, I think Godwin is just a better more in his prime Julian Edelman and Tom Brady really needs those, um, you know, underneath routes. Godwin is more of a possession receiver. And I think that if he is there and he is the most important weapon and the other thing going for Tampa Bay this year, uh, this week is that green Bay is the last team that's undefeated against the spread and that usually comes back down to earth. I think that, you know, you shouldn't bet 0-5 teams because they're 0-5 to win against the spread, just because, oh, you're not sure they're going, oh, you know, you're positive they won't go 0-6, but I think that Green Bay, you know, if everything else fits the mold, I think Tampa's going to win this game outright, and I think it's going to be a comfortable game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get right, Um, and that's my pick this week. A little bit of extended bye, so it kind of Discounts. Green Bay is by, but Tampa Bay is my pick, first pick this week.
0: All right. Great pick, great pick. Go Bucks, Buck up.
3: Tugboat. (laughs) Joe, uh, you're up. My first pick is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three at home against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think the Steelers are a better team uh, at three you know, you're not giving away that hook at three and a half. Um, I'm surprised the line even is at three. I thought it would be a little bit higher. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is the. I think Pittsburgh's better. DVOA reflects that. Pittsburgh is the tenth ranked team versus Cleveland at 18. Um, and I, the Browns have gotten off to a surprising start. I think uh, we. A lot of people would agree that they're four and one. Um, but uh, I like this game. Pittsburgh's at home. Um, and I'm gonna take that minus three.
2: Good pick. Damn, good pick.
3: damn.
0: I was hoping, I was hoping they would fall to me. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll survive. Uh, with my first pick, I'm gonna. Oh, man, do it. I'm. I'm gonna get ugly. Oh, We're boy. gonna get in the mud. We're going to wrestle around. We might feel a little guilty. We might like it. We might need a shower. We'll probably need a shower. But I'm going to take the Carson Wentz Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, seven and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. I think I know. I watched the game. The Steelers got lucky covering that seven and a half points. The Eagles had some fighting them. We got Miles Sanders involved. Seems to be healthy now. I think Carson Wentz is, you know, starting to figure it out. With the division open, the I mean, you hate to see an injury to a star player like Dak Prescott, especially me, holding a Dak Prescott MVP uh, future you know if one the of the
3: books, books refunded yeah, the books
0: the books that are out there if you want to um do something notable get darren revell to write about you maybe maybe refunded Dak uh,
3: I think one of them P did the future I think one of them did did they I think points bet did uh, I didn't bet there Ah, uh, the people's Fuck. book yeah so
0: uh but back to the Eagles uh I think f- I think they're starting to figure it out, you know, seeing Dak go down. The division is wide open. They're at home against a Baltimore team that they've played well. They haven't played, you know, besides the Chiefs, they really haven't played too much, you know, in terms of competition. Um, I I still think they're kind of trying to figure it out, you know. Lamar, Lamar looks good not as good as last year. They're going into a bye week after this week and then they have the Steelers. So this could potentially be a look ahead, you know, ease into a bye and then getting ready for the Steelers. I think the Eagles have everything to play for at home. Um, still no fans there, but if you watch any of the Phillies games um, with their, what was it? The, the fan that would just stand outside with air horns. Um, you know, Philly fans will figure out a way to be heard. So I, I, I like the Eagles with a great defensive line. Um, can you know help mitigate or stop the run against against the uh, the Ravens? Um, so pass pass defense not great, but hopefully if they can you know stop that initial onslaught from the Ravens, it'll be a close game. I'll take that seven and a half as a home dog. Is it back to me? Are we snaking? I forget how the rules work. Back, to, you. back to me. Speaking of, I wanted, I wanted Joe to take the team's opponent that I'm about to take, so I could then just dunk on him. Um,
3: Maybe it'll happen anyway.
0: It might happen, but it might be reversed, so I don't get the last word. Um, yeah, this is great. Speaking of Dak Prescott, he is out. Um, he Gordon Hayward, his ankle. Um, but you know who they have? They have the red fucking rifle at quarterback. Have <laughs> TCU, great. He's what? When was he drafted? 2006, 2007? Sounds right. A veteran in the league. A guy that is accurate in his backyard as Twitter videos have showed us during the pandemic. I like the Dallas Cowboys plus two against the everyone's team, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals really haven't beaten anyone. Their team that they struggle to score, especially on the road you know they everyone you know they beat the 49ers week 1 but it turns out the 49ers suck because the only two teams they've beaten are the New York Jets and the New York Giants who have a combined zero wins um and the the Cowboys offense is talented enough where Andy Dalton doesn't have to do too much you have Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield maybe Kellen Moore who has been pretty pass happy part of it is because of his philosophy part of it is because the Cowboys have been down you know, most of their games this year um, playing catch up. But I think this is, and with Tyron Smith, you know, out for the rest of the year, the offensive line isn't great, but, you know, Andy Dalton can still move. And I think there's an opportunity for Kellen Moore to reestablish the run, use Ezekiel Elliott um, against, uh, you know, 30th ranked according to PFF defensive unit uh, in the Arizona Cardinals. I think there's a, a game where you usually see a team that loses a guy for the year, the first game back, you know, they're giving that effort, super focused, you know, everyone's counting us out when that star player goes down. And this is that emotional win that everyone's looking for after after that, you know, happens again. I I don't have that much faith in the Cardinals. They could win, but I don't, it's going to be a close game either way. You know, if the Cardinals win, I, I like the Cowboys at home, Jerry world. Get, give me that red rifle. Come back, come back player of the year. Book it.
1: Y'all
3: Y'all <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joe. Uh, my next pick is going to be the Lions minus three at Jacksonville. Um, so the Lions, they're off a of bye. And since 2003, road favorites off a of bye are 62, 28, and two. Um, I like that. I don't think the Jaguars are particularly good. I mean, granted, neither of these teams are good. They both are, you know, one and three and one and four. Um, but the, if you look at the teams that they've each played, the Jags played the Texans who can't win the Bengals who have a rookie quarterback, the dolphins, um, who, you know, we, we like the dolphins, but I don't think that they're particularly great. And then, you know, and the Titans, uh, and the Colts. So I, Whereas the lions have kind of hung in tight or, uh, you know, in some of their losses with, you know, the bears and the saints, uh, and they beat the Cardinals outright. And then they, they kind of got beat up by the Packers, but I just think that they're a little bit better team and to lay three points off a buy. Uh, I'm willing to do that even on the road. Um, so I wouldn't take it over three. I would try to, you know, try to get that three, um, which I think is what it's sitting at, even though there, it's a little uh it's got a little juice on it. So. Uh, but I think minus three. Juicy.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about this game a lot. I just can't bring myself to trust the Lions. Obviously, this is a must-win spot for them. At yes. uh, what, are they, one and three?
3: Yeah, given the way their division is shaping up and everything, this is absolutely a must-win. But uh, I just think they're better than the Jags, especially coming off a of bye. Uh, yeah. So.
2: No, I agree. It's 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 a great. It's just a little scary. Um, yeah,
3: oh, my hands are sweating a little bit.
2: So, this next game is actually my favorite game of the week. I just forgot when I was looking at the the list of these games. Um, you could still get it at minus three and a half on points bet. Um, and then some of the other books that I don't use, like bet 365. It's up to minus four right now. i take it over. I think this game's going to be a blowout. Minus three and a half, Kansas City Chiefs. I think that the bills are frauds. I think you saw that on... Tuesday night, weird to say, but I think that they are just not as good as everyone thinks they are. Obviously they are missing their, their top two corners, but I just think the chiefs after a letdown in uh, against the the Raiders last week, I think there's no way they come out and look that flat again. I don't think the bills have the offensive prowess to kind of hang with them the way that the Raiders did. And I think that the chiefs are just going to look to make a statement and I think that this is just a, you know, coming off a loss. I could not like this game more for the Chiefs. And I think they win this game by at least a touchdown, um, if not more. And this is just a fade the bill spot. I, I've been trying to fade the bills all year. They haven't been fadeable so far, um, except for Tuesday night. But I think that this is a very winnable game for the Chiefs. And I think they're going to walk all over the bills on uh, the first game of the Monday nights, two Monday night games this week. And I kind of like that, but. Um, My final pick, we talked about all these these short favorites, um, but the game that I'm going to settle on, line has moved from three and a half to four. I will take it at four. I am going with the Minnesota Vikings minus four. This is the spot for Mike Zimmer. Historically, the... Zimmer led Vikings against the spread are 30, 16, and one at home. They are 36, 20, and one as a favorite. And outside the division, they are 48, 18, and one. You saw them cover outside the division against the Seahawks on um, Sunday night. But when the Vikings under Mike Zimmer are a home favorite outside, playing a team outside of the division, they are 19, four, and one. Matt Friedman of the Action Network calls this the solar eclipse spot for the Vikings. And I think this actually works out well. The Vikings are a team that's 11th in DBOA. They are a team that is underachieved in the win column so far. But I think you saw a lot, even though they didn't get the win against Seattle in that first half, of Seattle completely controlled the game. I don't think the Falcons, even with uh, the firing of Dan Quinn, I don't think they're going to be able to hang with them. They just can't stop the running attack. I think people are going to be a little bit weary to bet the Vikings without Dalvin cook, but Alexander Madison has showed that it's really more about the system, less about Dalvin cook. It might've be, well, Madison's a pretty good back, but I think the Vikings really have a statement game here and the Falcons just continue on this just 2020 collapse and are probably gonna to have to start thinking about whether they just throw in the towel and tank, but I think that the Vikings win this game and uh win it pretty handily.
0: Thank for Trevor.
2: Word. Joe, you're up.
0: Word. last pick. Word to your mother.
3: My uh my last pick is going to be uh the Rams and the 49ers under fifty one and a half. Um you get we can that- pick
0: totals the fuck is this wizardry
3: yeah Joe Why picks a total done Joe pick wow. the total yeah i did it uh, before we started the, bucks, the odds it was dead yeah it looked dead the whole time uh but anyway uh, i'm going to take this you get you can get it above that key number of 51 what is this, um, over or under it, some books have it under 51 and a half um so uh it's moved on some books to 50 and a half so keep an eye on that make sure you do your line shopping uh especially around that point um but i don't what I, I, the rams have uh, a pretty solid offense according to dvoa they're the fourth ranked uh, offense according to dvoa but i do think that both teams here have both teams here have good defenses uh both teams are in the top 10 in terms of defensive dvoa the rams are eighth and the 49ers are 10th um the 49ers clearly have some issues in the quarterback department um and i'm i don't i think they might struggle to score points even more so than uh normal considering they're 24th in offensive dvoa uh and i think the 51 and a half points is a lot uh for these two teams especially for the niners who like to run the ball so if they are going to be effective uh i think they're going to run the ball which is going to eat a lot of clock um and uh these are both two good defenses so i'm going to take the under 51 and a half i think it's a lot of points yeah,
2: I, that's this is one of the most interesting games on this week's slate. I think that uh, the Niners is going to be a sharp play. I think because the Rams are yes. probably going to be heavily publicly bet just because of the two teams and how they've looked so far in recent weeks. But I something about Shanahan in this spot in prime time gets a divisional opponent probably be He's, closer
3: to a yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, but you know it's it's hard with the way the 49ers have looked, especially with Jimmy G's just disaster performance last week. I don't know if you can really put them on the same playing field right now, but we'll see. No. Terry, last last pick.
0: Yeah, I I'm torn. I really want to take the 49ers at three and a half at home, even though historically they don't have a great ATS record um at Levi Stadium. Uh, we don't know what Jimmy G is going to – again, I get, he's not on the injury report, but he did get pulled. Uh, Ram's coming back against – you know what? Fuck it. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me the 49ers, the two, the two uh, baby geniuses, as I like to call them. Uh, Sean McVay against Shanahan. I think the teams are pretty – even um, in terms of, you know, matchups, it, it just depends on, you know, whether Jimmy G is going to play or not. I forget Nick Mullins or uh, CJ Bethard, the uh, garbage time King. Uh, but I, I think this is a classic, you know, bounce back spot for the 49ers to get blown out by, by the, the Dolphins public, not, not on them at all. Um, and, you know, getting, getting the hook with the three points against the division opponent, you know, is it's more of a, a, a spot play than, you know, any, anything between the particular teams that I think are evenly matched up. Um, LA is coming back across country after um, beating the Washington football team. So ah, I, I, I feel, I like this division opponent, three and a half points. You take the home, the home dog, give me, give me the 49ers in a bounce back spot, even though they haven't, they've, the only teams they beat are the uh, New York football teams. I was going to, my, I was between that or the Texans against. um
2: Yeah. that That's a, that's an intriguing game too. Right? I think that you're about to see a, uh the Sean Watson kind of resurgence here under new uh, new coach, but yeah, those are our- I,
3: yeah. I would say he's going to have something to look at too, considering the style of play after watching Josh Allen play them. I think it's might be something that that they can scheme for.
2: Yeah, I the AFC South is going to be weird this year. I really do think the Colts are good.
3: You um, said every year.
2: No, I know, but this year the teams like actually excite me. Like the, I'm finally gotten around to the Titans after the run last year. Colts are just an intriguing team because their defense is so good, but Philip Rivers is just so bad. And then uh, you got Deshaun Watson r- unleashed from the clutches of Bill O'Brien. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to watch down the stretch. But those are our nine picks. Terry is on the Eagles plus seven and a half, Cowboys plus two, and the 49ers plus three and a half. Dog Terry right there. Joe is on pit minus three Steelers uh, lions minus three and the Rams 49ers under 51 and a half. I am on the bucks plus one chiefs minus three and a half and the Vikings minus four. Again, this is odds versus SPY where we try and beat the S and P 500 and we are up 48.55% after one week. And the SPY only up 2.1%. Come on. I mean, put your 401k with us and ride along because we are going to give you some returns. And that's it for our NFL segments. Let's go into pods and recs to close it out. Producer Corey, how are you doing? Do you have anything to recommend for us? Hello, Dominic. Um,
4: I have to recommend not giving up on things you were formerly passionate about, I picked up my guitar yesterday and tried to play a song that I thought I knew, and I became deeply depressed when I realized I had no idea how to play it again. It's because I haven't played it in a long time. So there's something you used to do.
0: Was it TikTok by Kesha?
4: No, it was not TikTok. It was "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus, the former TikTok. Um, But yeah, just don't give up on shit that used to make you happy. Just because it's under a couple of like dirty old bags of garbage.
0: What's uh, your guitar under garbage?
2: Kind of. What's the um? What's the most famous song you play on the guitar? Most famous, or just like like? I mean, I know if you you were if you were at a party and then what would I play? Someone was like, "Here's a guitar." Know what I would play?
4: Give us a banger. It's American Pie, baby.
2: Oh yes, all thirteen
4: beautiful minutes of it. <laughs> brings the fucking house down and then next yeah. to that Neil Diamond's discography the whole
2: discography yeah he's my grandfather ah yes i did see that on twitter yep congrats on the paternity test thank you um <laughs> joe do you have anything to recommend
3: uh i'm going to recommend uh create your own six packs uh so i've been doing this more recently at wegman's um which is also one of my loves um but they have uh, create your own six packs. They're not overly expensive. I think it's $11, but right now, considering all the seasonal beers, um, especially all the pumpkin variety. So I can be my basic bitch self and uh, try a bunch of different ones. I don't have to commit to a whole six pack because uh, I hate commitment at this point in my life. And um, I just think it's a nice, it's a nice option. So you get to try different things. Uh, you can see what you like and uh, it's exciting. Um, So I recommend create your own six-packs, express yourself, drink, have a good time. It's beer and whiskey season. God bless.
2: Terry, you or me?
3: Uh, I'll go. Create your
0: own six-pack to lose your Um, (laughs) six-pack. If you had one. Mine's in the cooler. Uh, I'm a little late to the game here. I apologize to the um, hardcore fans. Um, <laughs> but uh Tame Impala's album like it's new, but it's new to me. It's been out for I guess 8 months now. Um The Slow Rush is pretty incredible.
2: Is that the one that has the less I know the better?
0: Uh yes. No, maybe. Hold on. I think so. I think so. No, or, no, no. no it's the one, no, after. it doesn't. No, it's the one after. Yeah, <sighs> you don't even know. It's new to you now. Um, but the song of the summer is uh, "Is it true?" Uh, if if you can make it through five seconds of that song without dancing, you know, maybe throw your hat in the ring to be pope because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you don't. So. Um, give it a listen. Uh, if I mean, you you do lost in yesterday rolled into, is it, is it true? And your, your day's made. You, can you, I hate, second your, this? you hate your job, you know, it
3: gets you to five o'clock.
4: It's so good.
3: <laughs> that was funny. That caught oh, me man. off guard. Um, I'm
2: going to recommend I, my, a lot of people in golf circles have historically smoked cigars, um, one of my buddies has gotten me into smoking pipes, Sherlock Holmes style, and it's been a very good change of pace from the harshness of a cigar. Get some nice, good aromatic tobacco. I recommend the Peterson pipe. Um, it's a brand of pipe that's been around for a long time. I feel like an astute Englishman smoking it, um, but you know it's got it smells good, tastes good, and it's uh, it's less harsh than than your other tobacco products. So. I got the Peterson P lip. The lip goes up into your top of the roof of the mouth, the smoke. So it doesn't kind of choke you, but, uh, I've been smoking, smoking pipes and loving it. So shout out to, uh, danger, Dan shout out to Peterson pipes and uh, shout out to Ave from the touch smoke shop who mixes his own tobacco blends. Ooh, Ooh, Ooh his daddy's shopping small wow. <laughs> fancy. So, and it's uh, actually so cheap. You get an ounce of this stuff, like this, the oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, fucking ounces? Ounces of, of this legal, stuff is legal tobacco, tobacco. tobacco. And it's four dollars an ounce. What? So you get like one pack and it like doesn't even put a dent in the thing. So you can like realistically like smoke this thing for like an entire month if you do like one every couple days.
3: And it's healthier. It's four, than so. four dollars. I'm, I'm assuming. I
4: would assume so. Everything I once had a uh, I had a religion teacher in high school, who was probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. His name was Doctor Hartling, and he told us to remember that because it rhymes with fartling. And when I was in ninth grade, that was the funniest thing I ever heard. He told us that he used to start. He started smoking uh, pipes just because he has ADHD, and it was yeah. the only thing that could keep him seated while he was reading. Um <laughs> and to this day he saws an empty pipe at his desk that he just shoves in his mouth whenever he has to do a, a large bit of reading. And you
2: know, benefits yeah, he all he might of that. he might be on to something. When you're in religion class, is that was that a Catholic school? It was. And he was Did you teach at the day you learn Catholic. about did you learn about anything like any other religions oh, yeah, or yeah. like
4: uh, I had him for a world religion class in my senior year as well. So he not only knows Catholic dogma and makes fun of it on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but he knows the dogma of most major religions and makes fun of them on a regular basis. Great uh, educational experience.
0: What? Oh, so it wasn't a Catholic class?
4: Oh, it was, but he didn't give a uh,
0: fuck.
2: Yeah, I was wondering in terms of the perspective. Um, you know, he had a PhD.
4: Like, guy was a total. Okay, so he's serious. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he was definitely tenured by the time I got there. Like he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I do this so my mother isn't mad. That's all." I only go to church because I don't want to piss her off.
0: Oh, so he wasn't a priest.
4: No, no. No, Dr.
0: Fartling. That would have been something. I thought this was innuendo. I
4: did have a priest who was an alcoholic, though. He did end up in rehab. I think he's okay now. It's all the church wine. Mm, That's what I said.
0: Mm, It's the Irish.
4: His (laughs) name was Father Hogue. Shout out.
0: Shout out, Father Hogue.
2: All right. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I mean, I don't know what um, yeah. say after that. I mean, Get the odds, uh,
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> you want to
0: make, pedi- make some pedophile jokes? I don't know.
2: Yeah. They're next tune, time in, going, right? tune, in, tune in next week to find out. Oddscast podcast <laughs> NFL week six coming at you. We'll be watching. We'll be tweeting. Follow us on the socials. Follow us. Empty your liquidate your 401k. Put it in money sign. O.D.D.S. Odds. <laughs> find it on the ticker working on getting on the nasdaq um fresh divvies on your way we'll see you next week
1: let's
0: God go some some jm cj cup let's go raise all right I guess I never rent and I'm banned from a hotel. pet co. Are you?
4: Yeah, in Clifton.
0: Like, you have poop on the floor?
4: No. um, I brought my pug there to wash her because I didn't want to do it in my house because it's a mess. And they have these like washrooms in the back. Flawless, nothing wrong, shampooed. Now I'm drying her out with the hair dryer. And I didn't realize there was a bin of like... Other dogs' hair that their owners had brushed off in the corner, and I hit it with the fucking dryer as I was drying her, and it was like an explosion of dog hair. Mm-hmm. And I just scooped my dog up and ran out. And uh, they told me never to come back again to have my information.
1: sounds yeah.
0: wow. like you just went to the grooming area and used it
1: for